Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is floor. F-L-O-O-R. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Fatterman, who's place to try for it? Well, we asked if there were any high school students here tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected uh, Miss Donna Eberhard and Claire Thompson. Come on in, folks. I'd like you to meet Groucho Marx right over here. Welcome, kids, for the soda Plymouth dealers, and if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, Donna Eberhard eh? and Claire Thompson. Oh, nice names. Eh? High school students? Yeah. Uh, what high school do you attend, Donna? Van Nuys High School. Did anybody ever tell you you had very pretty blue eyes, Donna? No, they didn't. You don't mind if I don't uh, believe what you just said? I don't care. That's what I like, indifference in a woman. <laughs> how old are you, Donna? Seventeen. Seventeen, huh? Eh? Mm-hmm. And how old are you, Claire? Eighteen. 18. Well, that makes 18, 17, Brian Swansea, 15, and 30. Well, I guess I'm just a generation behind you two, huh? <laughs> Donna, would you say I belong to your father's generation? Mm, yes, I would, because my father's often said that his father used to take him to the, your movies. <laughs> well, that's true. They used to exhibit our pictures in a coven wagon right outside of Sioux City. <laughs> And after the show, we'd all go over to Custer Stamp, the last stamp was in Custer. How old is your grandfather? Oh, about 74. That's me, all right. <laughs> now, Donna, what would you like to be when you graduate? You're not going to be a diplomat. That's <laughs> Since that field is closed to you, what do you crave uh, in the way of a vocation? I'd like to be a nurse. A nurse? Mm-hmm. I've had a pain in my back for the last two years. <laughs> What kind of a nurse? Just a practical, registered nurse. Practical? Well, aren't they all practical? <laughs> they are when they talk to me. You <laughs> have no idea how practical those guys are. And Claire, what, what is your ambition? Oh, I want to be an FBI agent. Are, are you uh, studying towards that ambition, Claire? Yeah. What way? What are you doing to perfect yourself for this? Oh, playing football. <laughs> Well, I take subjects for it, a few. Huh? I take a few subjects for it, like math and a few things. Uh-huh. And what do you do after math? Uh, no. <laughs> now, Clara, are you, are you on the team? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. What position do you play? Fullback. Are you interested in football, Donna? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. What position do you play? Oh, I don't play any position. Oh, you, well, what do you do? do you... Oh, I just follow the team. You, oh, you do, huh? <laughs> Do they ever wonder what you're doing in the shower? <laughs> How do you feel about athletics in general, Donna? Mm, I like all sports. You do, huh? Mm-hmm. Would you consider an old sport? Like that? <laughs> used to be an old vaudeville joke about, uh, you know, the fellow would say, do you like indoor sports? And she'd say, yes, if he goes home early. <laughs> you don't hear that joke 
often very often. I think that explains why. Do you have any extracurricular activities? Oh, this, we have an honor organization. You have to have a B and three A's to get into it. That's how you qualify? A B and three A's? Yes, it is. A B and three A's? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, you, you'll probably get a sheepskin, won't you? <laughs> now, as a football player, do you observe training rules? Oh, sure. What, what are the rules? Oh, no drinking, no smoking, and you have to be asleep by 9. Well, that's easy. You get to school at 8.45, you're asleep by 9. <laughs> what do you do in football training? Oh, we scrimmage and wind sprints, run laps. And... Wind sprints? What's wind sprints? Oh. There's no fellow named Wind Sprint. <laughs> Charlie Wind Sprint. Right? What just, is a Wind Sprint, huh? That's just sprints, short sprints, uh, 40 yards, up to 100 or something. No, like the Sprints of Wales? Is that <laughs> no, no relation. There's no relation at all, right? Well, what are the fellows wearing on the campus this year, Claire? Anything unusual? Oh, they wear Levi's with no belts. Mm-hmm. You don't wear belts on your jeans? No, uh-uh. What keeps them up besides the police department? <laughs> Are there any unusual fads among school kids these days, Donna, like swallowing goldfish? Mm, none that I could think of. Surely there must be something strange they're doing. Now, think hard, Donna. Get those blue eyes working. <laughs> oh, the boys may be dyeing their hair green again. Well, I guess you're right. There's nothing unusual about it. <laughs> well, you're, you're nice children. I'm sure you'll both have a lot of fun with the football team this year. Now, uh, in just a minute, you're going to work together for a chance at $1,500. Right now, I want you to pay close attention to Fenneman. All across the country, DeSoto Plymouth dealers are known for the fair and square way they conduct business. In addition to treating you customers with the fairness you deserve, DeSoto Plymouth dealers are headquarters for two of America's outstanding automobiles. The brilliant DeSoto and the beautiful Plymouth. The DeSoto commands attention at every turn with its sweeping, graceful lines. DeSoto takes you over the roughest roads smoothly and comfortably because of its full cradled ride. The DeSoto is an economical car to operate, and it lets you enjoy the pleasure of driving without shifting. Be sure to drive a DeSoto before you decide on any car. And remember... All dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. So look for those two great names linked together. DeSoto, Plymouth. Okay, now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,500. Fanneman, explain the rules. Uh, each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. A couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. All right, now here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected nursery rhymes as your category. Now here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. Ten. How many fiddlers did old King Cole have? Three. Three is right. And they're on their way. They have $30. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now how much of the $30 will you try? Ten. Okay, ten. Ten dollars. <laughs> Who are made out of frogs and snails and puppy dogs' tails? Boys. Little boys is right. Oh, they're climbing out here. They have $20. 
Here's your third question. Now, how much of the 40 will you try? Talk right up now. 20. 20 dollars. How many blackbirds baked in a pie? Four and 20. Four and 20 is right. Well, really, right now, you could now have $60. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. Now, how much will you bet? 20. 20. Okay, 20. What did Daddy promise to bring baby bunting? Rabbit. A rabbit skin. <laughs> yes, we wind up with a grand total of $80. Thanks and good luck from the Minnesota Plymouth dealers. And kids, don't go too he far away. rabbit, but you couldn't bring a rabbit skin without bringing a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell the kids not to go too far away because you still have a chance at the big question at the end of the show. Groucho, our other uh, couples are off stage in a waiting room. Good place for <laughs> So they don't know, you see, the secret word is floor. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a poultryman and a housewife to be on the program. And here they come now. Mrs. Claire Tucker and Mr. Alan Bell meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, children, for your bet your life. And if you say the secret word, you'll divide $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Claire Tucker, huh? Yes, sir. And uh, Mr. Alan Bell. Yes, sir. Uh, you're a poultry man, is that right? Yes, sir. Where are you from? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And uh, Mrs. Uh, Claire Tucker, where are you from? Well, I'm from Long Beach, but I'm originally from Macon, Georgia. Well, I suspected you were south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> yes, sir. People in Long Beach don't have that kind of an accent. Right? <laughs> they have an accent, but it's not that one. Right? It's a kind of a seaweed accent. They have. <laughs> How long have you been away from Macon, Georgia? Well, I've been out here eight years, but I lived in Miami for about 20 years in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And you prefer Long Beach? Yes, sir. <laughs> and my husband's a Floridian, too, and he's gone Californian strictly. <laughs> Does your husband know that you go around calling him a Floridian? <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words in some states. <laughs> How long have you been married, Claire? Well, I've been married to this fella ten years. Oh, this, this is Exhibit B? Yes, sir. And the first one? I was married to him 25 years. What does your husband do for a living? He's a carpenter. Is that how you nailed him? No, he was with the water company of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, when I uh, What did he do him. there, block up water? No, <laughs> well, he came out to see about why we didn't have any water at the house. <laughs> he was a uh, meter man. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to meet a man at that time? <laughs> well... With nine children. You wanted to meet a man with nine children? I had nine and he had four. Oh. Did he know you had nine when he came out to fix the meal? <laughs> he didn't know it, but he soon found out. Are you, are you married, uh, Al? Yes, sir. Some poultry man. <laughs> Got himself in the coop. <laughs> a DeSoto coop, of course. Huh? Yes, sir. Now, where, where is your poultry shop, Mr. Bell? That's Bell's Poultry Farm, 2636 South Crenshaw, Los Angeles. All right, you can stop crowing now. <laughs> Let's not overdo it, Al, huh? Now, just what do you do as a chicken chase, as a poultry man, huh? Uh, I retail poultry. You retail poultry, eh? <laughs> that sounds like pretty specialized work, doesn't it? For example, say a, a rooster has lost his tail. How do you retail a new one? I, uh, I uh, buy wholesale and sell retail. Oh, I see. Do, do you sell them live? Uh, no, dressed. 
Well, if you put new tails on them, I'd say they were overdressed. Huh? <laughs> How much would you charge for dressing a chicken? Say about 110 pounds. <laughs> you and I are thinking of two different kinds of chicken. Okay, you stick to your chickens and I'll uh, stick to mine. Huh? Now tell me, drumstick, uh, why is poultry uh, why is poultry so expensive? Well, uh, it's uh, our poultry just a little higher than it was last year. Hmm. Now, if they go much higher, you'll need an anti-aircraft gun to bring them down. <laughs> How much do you charge for a chicken at your place? Well, uh, just depends what kind of a chicken you want. <laughs> well, this is a shot in the dark, but let's say I want to eat it. <laughs> Well, uh, how much would that be? Huh? Well, what do you what do you want? A roaster, or a fryer, or a stewer? Well, I think a stewed chicken would be fun. <laughs> uh, well, for that, we'll give you an old hen. I'll thank you to mind your own business. <laughs> for the guy from Philadelphia, he's plenty sharp. This guy. Now, how can I tell if your eggs are fresh? Uh, you don't have to worry about my eggs. <laughs> Look, if you think I'm laying awake at night worrying about your eggs, <laughs> you're a bigger cluck than I think you are. Now, what's the most difficult thing about running a poultry shop, Mr. Bell? Well, it's uh, the, the ch where you get your chickens and uh, where they come from. <laughs> You're in the poultry business and you don't know where chickens come from? <laughs> Fine poultry man, huh? Have you ever wondered where your eggs came from? Uh, my eggs come from Joe Breyer's egg farm in Costa Mesa. That reminds me of an old joke. Which came first, the chicken or Joe Breyer's egg farm? <laughs> well, I think you two are a couple of good eggs and I think you're going to be very happy together. Now, you're going to play your bet your life for $1,500. You run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fetterman's offstage to remind our listeners. The high school students won $80. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected former Academy Award winners as your category. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? Ten. Ten? Yeah, $10. $10. Who won the award in 1942 as Mrs. Miniver? Uh, Greer Garson. Greer Garson is correct. And you're going to run the way. You now have $30. You're a smart chicken there, Bell. And remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of the... How much? $40? $30. $30. How much of the $30 will you bet on your second question? $25. $25. Who won the award in 1945 as the alcoholic writer in The Lost Weekend? Ray Milland. Ray Milland is correct. Oh, these people are really coming. You now have $55. Now, here's your third question. How much of the... Uh, $55. $55 will you bet now? $50. Fifty. Who won the award in 1949 as the politician and all the king's men? Uh, Broderick Crawford. Broderick Crawford is correct. Now they're trying to one hundred and five dollars. Now here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? hundred dollars. A hundred dollars? Who won the award for her portrayal of Scarlett O'Hara in Gone with the Wind? Uh, Vivian Lee. Vivian Lee is correct. And they wind up with a grand total of two hundred and five dollars. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. 
Yes, and now we'll soon know who's going to get the chance at the big $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. Because, you see, at this point, the poultrymen and the housewife, the people who are just here... Yes, have... I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> they quite, have two... Quite, quite clear to me, Senator. I was going to say, they are leading with $205. That's a shrewd observation, isn't it, huh? Um... I, um, I guess you know the secret word is still floor. Yes, I do. Still floor is a very nice word. Huh? <laughs> Just floor. We invited some people to the program tonight, ladies and gentlemen, who make their living handling money. And just before we went on the air, Miss uh, Connie Conray and Mr. Arthur Gruby were chosen to be on the show. And here they are, Groucho. Folks, meet Groucho Marx right here. Welcome, folks, with the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. And if you say the secret word, you'll spend $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Mrs. Uh, Connie Conray, I'm glad to see you. Where, where are you from, Connie? Texas. Texas, eh? Whereabouts? Crockett. Crockett? That's a small town out of Houston. Oh. Is that named after Davy? Sam. Sam. Oh, wasn't there a Davy Crockett? David Crockett. Sam Houston. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slip over to Nacogdoches, huh? <laughs> Mr. Groovy, uh, what, what kind of... Isn't that a kind of an unusual name? What's the well, name? I think it uh, is... Scotch and German. I think originally it was Grub, and uh, somebody changed it and made it G-R-U-B-E instead of G-R-U-B-B. Have you ever shot B-B? Uh, <laughs> not for a long time. Do you prefer Grooby to Grub? I'd say so. Well, if I was hungry, I'd prefer Grub. <laughs> I never ate any Grooby. Now, where, where are you from? Uh, uh, New York City, originally. New York City? That's right. And uh, were you born there? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You haven't got much of a New York accent. Oh, I was born... Uh, where about? On First Avenue. Oh, on First Avenue. Huh? That's right. I was born 78th Street. On Third Avenue. Huh? Not on... I was born upstairs, but I mean... It was, it was right over a butcher shop. Huh? You, you say you, you, hand, uh, you handle money, is that right? Uh, yes. says you handle money? Do you still handle money? Uh, are you still uh, in that I'm place? retired now. Oh. Well, if you handle somebody else's money, I can understand why. Huh? <laughs> Well, what, what have you retired from, Mr. Groovy? I was with the uh, U.S. Secret Service for 28 years. Oh, not so loud. <laughs> I think there's a dictaphone and a microphone. <laughs> now, Mrs. Conray, Conray, is that right? Yes. You're a, you're a money expert, too? Well, it passes through my hands. It passes through your hands? Well, it passes through mine, too, but I'm no money expert. So. What is your occupation, uh, Connie? I work in a penny arcade. Oh, Pennies from heaven, huh? Uh, are you what I see when I drop a penny in the peep show machine? Oh, no, you're thinking about the dancing girls. Well, I wasn't, but I could be persuaded. <laughs> what do you do at this penny arcade? I'm the cashier, and I change dollars into pennies. Uh -huh. And where do you do your changing? At the Joyland Arcade downtown Los Angeles. Uh, Arthur, tell us something about your work. What are your duties as a Secret Service man? Well, our principal... Uh... Functions uh, is uh, to protect the president of the United States. Against who? Republicans? <laughs> Have you ever guarded a president? Oh, yes. Uh, I was one of the, in fact, the last man that shook the hands of President Wilson when he left Capitol, Colorado. And uh, right after that, he had his breakdown and subsequently died. And then in 23, when I was up with uh, President Harding in the Northwest, I left him at Seattle. He went down to San Francisco. And he passed away in the Palace Hotel. You're a good so, fellow to avoid. Uh, <laughs> You're what is known as the kiss of death, huh? <laughs> well, if that's what you call guarding the presidents, I don't know. We have a different notion. Aside from acting as a bodyguard of the presidents, uh, what are some of the other Secret Service duties, Arthur? Well, our principal uh, duty is uh, suppression of counterfeiting. 
Just how do you work? Suppose somebody gives you a phony $5 bill and you suspect counterfeiters are at work. Uh, how do you track them down? Well, that would all depend. Each individual case has its own, uh, presents its own problem mm-hmm. uh, in the course of time and an investigation. If it's determined that a certain gang is operating, why well, we frequently try to get an agent in with the gang, gain a conference. Mm-hmm. I see. And did you assume a disguise? Uh, well, uh, not uh, in a sense that you wear a false mustache. And Please, don't make us. <laughs> That is, uh, I do the insulting around here, Grover. <laughs> that's, uh, that's only in, uh, pictures and, uh, stories. Well, what's the most interesting job you've worked on, Arthur? Well, that'd be pretty hard to say, but, uh, Well, say it anyway, huh? Uh, <laughs> recently I, uh, uh, completed an assignment with 20th Century Fox as a technical advisor on a picture having to do with a secret service called Mr. 880. What does that title come from? Well, uh, it, 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 it relates to an authentic case of an old man in New York who passed counterfeit $1 bills. Well, I'm glad you told me. Now I won't have to go to the picture. Huh? <laughs> have you ever destroyed any large amounts of money? Yes. Uh, shortly after the war broke out, I was sent over to Hawaii, and uh, shortly after I got over there, I was joined by some men from the Treasury Department and uh, we got rid of between 15 and 20 million dollars in genuine currency because uh, the idea was that uh, it would keep it out of the hands of the Japs if they successfully invaded the island. You destroyed 20 million dollars in genuine currency? That's right. And how soon after that did you retire? (laughs) (laughs) To be exact, about five years. (laughs) Well, I think you played it very smart, huh? (laughs) Congratulations, Arthur. I didn't think you could get away with it. Well, uh, Mrs. Uh, Conway, you've been very quiet. Have you learned anything from this man? Oh, yes. What, did you, what have you learned specifically? Oh. Just as I thought, you didn't learn anything. <laughs> Tell us about your penny arcade, Mrs. Conway. Do you have any machines that might interest me? Oh, I think so. We have some punching bags, key ball, rifles, kiss tester, and love meter. What's a love meter? Uh, if you put in a penny, it registers... You're hot or cold, amorous, shine, bashful. And is it pretty authentic? Oh, yes. Depends on how hard you squeeze, though. Uh-huh. Well, for a nickel, will it keep its mouth shut? <laughs> <laughs> Suppose I put a penny in the love meter. How do you think I'd register? Well, it depends on how hard you squeezed. Could I, could I try it on you? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> Well, what am I, uh, Connie? Harmless. <laughs> Connie, are you living in a dream world, huh? <laughs> well, it's my own fault. I used a counterfeit penny. Huh? <laughs> now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. I can't tell you how much the other couples won, but Fenneman is off stage to remind our listeners. The poultryman and the housewife are ahead with $205. All right, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Famous Williams as your category. Now, here's your first question. How much of the 20 will you try? $10. Uh, $10. Is that all right with you, Connie? All right. all right. What William shot an apple from his son's head? William Tell. William Tell is correct. And they're on the way there. $30. Remember, you're going for $1,500 tonight. Now, how much of your $30 will you try in your second question? Oh, let's make it $18. $18? That's careful figuring, isn't it? Eh? What William created the thin man in the movies? William Powell. William Powell is correct. <laughs> the time we have $48.
All right, you're up forty-eight dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the forty-eight? Okay, you name it. Twenty. Oh no, forty anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, forty dollars. All right, here's your third question. You bet forty dollars. All right. What famous politician named William was known as the silver-tongued orator? William Jennings Bryan. William Jennings Bryan. Now you've got $88. That's the name of that picture, isn't it? $88? All right. <laughs> Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much are you going to bet? We have 88 uh, Let's all of it, huh? Okay. All okay. Of it. What was the name of England's greatest poet and dramatist? His name was William. Shakespeare. 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 <laughs> and we wind up with a grand total of $176. And that means the poultry man and the housewife with $205 get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,500 question. Friends, when your car needs service, know-how is the all-important thing. That's why the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America ask you to bring your car to them. They have the know-how to service your car quickly and expertly. The service mechanics at a DeSoto Plymouth Dealers are factory trained. Then they keep their skills up to the minute by taking additional training courses at regular intervals. These courses help a skilled man keep his skills up to date. It's know-how like this that gives you better work in the shortest possible time. And when work is performed quickly and expertly, it means a smaller bill for you. So next time your car needs service, drive in wherever you see the sign of a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. And here's the faulty man in the house. Right? All ready for this chance of the $1,500 DeSoto Plymouth question. All right, now here we go for $1,500. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer, so think carefully and please no help from the audience. Here it is. Each star on our flag represents a state. For $1,500, tell me, what state does the first star represent? In other words, what is the first state to be admitted officially into the Union? Take a stab, my home state, Pennsylvania. No, I, I'm I'm sorry, it's Delaware. Oh. The correct answer is Delaware, so that means the big question next week will be worth two thousand dollars. Well, you lost the big money, but you won how much? Two hundred and five dollars in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $2,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. 
more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America salute all automobile dealers from coast to coast who celebrate National Automobile Dealer Week October 22nd through October 28th. You Bet Your Life is transcribed from Hollywood, produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. (laughs) 